Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. George Camel, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. He's also the co-host of Smart Money Happy Hour and the host of the vastly popular YouTube channel, the George Camel with a K, K-A-M-E-L channel and it's full of snark and fun and humor and basic uh really good knowledge that helps you attack everything out there in the money space that where people are telling you lies to get your money we're announcing today georgia's brand new book breaking free from broke the ultimate guide to more money and less stress it is on pre-sale starting today Uh, The book will actually pub on January the 16th, which means that's when we'll mail it to you. In the meantime, we're going to have it here for sale, and uh, that includes a whole bunch of goodies. Whenever you buy the book, now or later, you'll find a QR code or six internal that'll help you uh, sign up for a free three-month run on every dollar premium that does the bank connectivity and does the whole deal. That's a nice value in and of itself, and... um, that makes the book worth purchasing. If you pre-purchase it, of course, that's included. You're also going to get instant access to Georgia's newest talk, Show Me the Money, exclusive access this fall before Christmas to an online private event, including a Q&A with George. Uh, we're talking about uh, an online financial event, helping you with your money. Uh, includes the audiobook and the ebook, which will come out in January simultaneous with the book. George, congratulations. Thank you. I'm pumped on this. It's, you know... I've been working on it for a year now, and so it's weird to now be able to talk about it publicly, but this is a 10 years of working here at Ramsey trying to help people avoid some of the myths, traps out there, and the gap between financial stress and financial peace is littered with those, as you know. So I'm trying to clear the noise, make it simple, make it fun. This is everything you wish you learned about money but never did, and uh, I'm re- the team has done such a great job with it. And- well, you've done it. I mean, the research is airtight, and the humor and the snark – uh, destroying some of this TikTok stuff that's going on out there, the cryptocurrency garbage, the uh, whole life garbage that's come back, the nothing down real estate stuff that's come back, uh, the idea that you know you're going to get rich with credit card, airline miles, mm-hmm. and all this stuff. You go through line by line by line by line by line and help people break free from being broke, and you address every one of the the lies that are out there in this toxic money culture. Oh, yeah. Every objection, every myth. And I try to do the one-two punch with a lot of research and a lot of humor and, of course, some empathy to go, I understand it feels like it's harder than ever to get ahead with money, but you can break free from broke in 2023 and 2024. Yeah. So for you millennials and Gen Zs, the cool kids are now here. And they'll be here to help you. I've never been the cool kid, but according to Dave. Now you're officially the cool kid. Dave has knighted me the cool kid. Well, I mean. The, the thing is, you're being measured against me, which being the cool kid the then is, is a low. very low bar. So um, I appreciate yeah. that. Showing up beside me, you just need to be a kid. You I got to hang cool. out with that's Dave it. more. That's really it. helps my brand. <laughs> Mark is in Toledo. Hey, Mark, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, Dave. Thanks for having me. Sure. What's up? So me and my fiance were in a bit of a situation. She took her car to get her oil changed at one of those uh, instant oil change places. And they didn't put enough oil in the car, so she left and she drove it and then started having some problems. Took it back there and they topped it off with oil. 
she drove it a little bit more and the engine blew up. So we took it, we had it towed to a shop. The shop said it was due to lack of oil. They said, contact your insurance, contact Valvoline and file a claim. Our insurance company denied the claim because they said it was because of maintenance, lack of maintenance. Yeah, lack of Valvoline and, is what it was, yeah. <laughs> and Valvoline is saying they did everything right and they put enough oil in the car. So now uh, we have a $12,000 on and it's sitting at a shop and it needs a $10,000 engine and both of our insurances are saying it's not our fault. Well, it's, it's not your insurance. Yeah. You don't have insurance for blown engines. There's no such thing. So, yeah. um, it, but it is Valvoline's problem. I mean, you have a legal problem. Yes. Yeah. Have you contacted an attorney? Yeah, I have. Yeah. My friend's an attorney and he's in the car industry as an attorney. And he's saying, if you can't really prove it, you might be kind of out of luck. So I have, I've reached okay, out to you, the you, shop. Okay. You, you need doctor. a different lawyer than your okay. friend. Okay. Because, um, there, there's two issues involved with the strategy here. Issue number one is being able to prove it, but uh, we have a consumer here that says Valvoline didn't put Valvoline oil in the car and it blew up. It's a pretty simple equation. There's nothing wrong with the car prior to that day. The uh, the uh, uh, the mechanic has given the expert has said the car blew up because it didn't have enough oil. Right after you went to the oil place. Okay, this is not that difficult an equation, right? <laughs> That's what I thought. Okay, from a legal perspective, it's not. Okay, so now Valvoline has to decide if they want to spend $25,000 in legal fees because you're going after their throat, or if they want to just fix the car, which is what they should do. Mm -hmm. And the way they decide that is you sue their butt. And then they look down and go, oh, this guy's serious. So what you need to do is call the uh, the store manager. I assume you've already had a discussion or six with him. Yes. Okay. And say, I need your legal department for my attorney to get in touch with because I'm getting ready to sue you personally. I'm going to sue the guy who didn't put the plug in personally. I'm going to sue the store and the franchisee personally. And I've already trashed Vaveline in front of 22 million people on the Ramsey show. And this is going to get worse for you guys. Okay. Because I mean, what you're describing, you're not calling up like some drama queen and you're not you're not acting all crazy. You're just describing a you know a, a ten dollar an hour guy didn't put the stinking oil plug back in. Hello. Well, well, and it's they're saying their guns were calibrated and they have it on video that the oil got put in there. But then where did it go? There, it magic. Well, did I, you use the disappearing oil? I didn't know you had that. When I took it back, the guy put more oil in the car. Yeah, so, how's that possible? If it was the proper amount, it would have been spilling out through the manifold and blowing out through the muffler when you overfill a car with oil. Mm -hmm. It didn't blow up from too much oil. What type of attorney should I look for? Mean. Or how do I go about finding... Mean okay. and angry. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm serious. Uh, because here's what's going to happen. Yeah. What I'm describing to you is you are going to become a larger hassle to them than they want to deal with. And so they're going to fix the car.
The squeaky wheel gets the grease, or the oil <laughs> in this case. I don't think we need any more oil. I think we've had quite enough of oil in this case. But yeah, yeah, you need to get someone that's going to get all up in their stuff and say, listen, we're going to sue you and we're going to make a spectacle of you. And these corporations cave like yesterday's minute. Uh, oh my God. And it's just that they're going to write a check. That's what needs to happen. You need to get your dad your money out of it. Because what you're describing is a very clear case. You worked hard for your home. It should be a place where you can relax and refocus on your goals. And something as simple as window treatments can make the difference. If you're ready for an upgrade, we've recommended Blinds.com for years, and I've used them myself. That's because with Blinds.com, you don't have to sacrifice your budget, your style, or great service. From blinds, drapes, and shutters to motorized shades, they make it easy and affordable to upgrade your entire home. And they're designed design experts are always ready to help even with measuring and installation plus there are never any misleading quotes or hidden fees everything is backed by their 100% satisfaction guarantee and shipping is always free see for yourself why blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window coverings visit blinds.com now to learn more and get up to 45% off that's blinds.com rules and restrictions may apply George Camel Ramsey personality is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Jacob is in Fort Worth, Texas. Hi, Jacob. How are you? Hello, Dave. Thanks for taking my call. I'm doing very well. Good. How can we help today? So my question for you is if going back to school to pursue my bachelor's is a smart use of my time. Do you have any degrees currently? I do. So long story short, um, I'm in performing arts full time and my associate is in recording student engineering, which I got off of tuition waiver, academic merit scholarship and COVID grants during the pandemic. And so I was able to graduate without a diamond student debt. Great. And so this particular opportunity has come up to where I can pursue my bachelor's in music business with some pretty generous discounts and some other incentives that will allow me to go through the entire duration part-time and my entire financial obligations will probably come out to about maybe 3000 total. What are you changing horses for? Well... I guess what it is is that is that you know I you know I work full time, but I also have four part time jobs on top of that. So I you work part you work part you work full time as what? What do you do? I'm a production manager and an audio engineer and recording engineer for a performing arts organization, and I also have four other part time jobs in related fields. For fun, or are you trying to earn some extra income? So the part-time jobs are for extra income, but there's also a lot of personal fulfillment to it. Okay. So, remind me again what you just said your current degree was in? Uh, my current degree is in recording student engineering. Oh, okay. Okay. So are you wanting to do something totally different? No, just music business. He's wanting to get in the music side instead of the, or the business side. Right? So, yes. Yeah, so, 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 the big, so the big thing is that is being able to extend and 
advance my career essentially and to broaden my knowledge on the music business part of it. And, and I come from, also come from a background of doing commercial real estate management. And after getting laid off, it was my wife that actually told me to go back to college to study something that I know that I'd like. And so I chose recording student engineering and I've been busy nonstop ever since. And yes, I put in a lot of long hours, but I've never been any less stressed and it's never been a stressful job doing what I do. Mm-hmm. I'm just worried this isn't going to give you what you want. That You get on the other side of this and you have a degree and you were able to pay for it, but it's not anywhere closer to what you want to do. Because we got a lot of music business degrees that work here at Ramsey Solutions and we don't have a music department. So I tell you that to say it's not going to just magically give you this perfect dream job in music business just because you have the degree. What will is relationships and networking and those kinds of opportunities. Yeah, if you can do, if you have done commercial real estate deals in the past and you can do audio engineering, um, you don't need a music business degree to do business in music. It's not not permission to play. They're not going to teach you anything in that degree that's going to be earth-shatteringly different. The business principles that you are already aware of function in the music business as well, and um, the business of music, so to speak. So, uh, you know, if you're coming out of school as a kid and you're 22 and you want to go into the music, the business side of the music business, uh, then a music business degree might be, but a business degree also would just do it. You don't have to know anything about music. Um, you just got to be able to do business. And I mean, so, uh, uh, and the thing is you don't get joy from that anyway. What you get joy from is actually producing, right? Yeah. And you don't, and- you don't need a music business degree to grow your production career. So no, I wouldn't do it. Okay. That's fair. I wouldn't do it. Uh, I, I, cause I don't think what you do need is you do need, a, a, and what you're willing to engage in is to increase your knowledge base, but a degree is not necessary. If you want to go audit some classes on accounting and marketing, and you want to take a few business, if there's a local curriculum that has a music business, uh, actual subject matter, and you want to take a couple of those classes, that's fine, but that's far different than engaging in a full degree program. And not necess- and that's all it's necessary. You, in other words, put some tools in your belt that you don't have in your belt now that enable you to take those next steps. But the sheepskin, the actual degree itself, is not is not the door. O- it's not the door opener. The knowledge is the door opener. Does that see? You see that, the difference? That actually does make sense. Yeah, like yeah. five classes instead of thirty is the difference. <laughs> and. and even in those classes, you're not going to learn everything you need. Some of it, you're just going to get your foot in the door, and you're going to learn and be mentored by whoever's leading you in that particular area. But I don't sense that you're wanting to run a record record label. No, and it's, and, and you know, a big part of it is to you know, advance my knowledge in the music business part of it, and that, and you know, and the organization that I also work for is also offering that if I do my pursuits, then they'll also underwrite any additional expenses that may be incurred with it. Yeah, but just because it's free doesn't mean you need to invest your time to do it. All right. I think you need to have a, a clear goal for what the career and job is, not for what the degree is. And then then search out some knowledge that's necessary for that. 
I mean, we happen to be in Nashville, as George said. I grew up in Nashville. Um, I've got several very close friends that own and run record labels and have built and have sold them. And I, you know, that business, I'm afraid I know more about it than I want to know. And, uh, and, and I just, I don't run into people running around there. They go, you know, I wouldn't let somebody come to work at my record label in the leadership team because they didn't have a music business degree. Zero times have I heard something like zero. It's more like, can they get the crap done? You know, it's like any other small business arrangement. And so can you actually be effective? And if you need some more knowledge to be effective, get the knowledge, but do not take the time out of your life to go collect more degrees that's not going to make your life better. I wouldn't do it. Thanks for the call. Open phones at 888 <clears throat> Joseph's in Grand Rapids. Hi, Joseph. How are you? Hey, guys. Uh, thanks so much for taking my call. Sure. What's up? So um, we uh, are about 11 weeks pregnant with our second child. Yay! Um, yeah. <laughs> um, George didn't get any sleep last night either. Exhausted. <laughs> Uh, we've only been doing the baby steps a couple months. I know that you're supposed to stop baby step two and, um, you know, start saving up, but I was just wondering, um, when should I start saving and like how much is it like a specific goal and when to restart the baby steps? All you can in the next eight months or seven months in your case. Okay. Right. And cause here's the thing. Mm-hmm. If you let, let's, how much could you save if you went crazy? Like ten thousand bucks? Uh, twenty I mean, thousand yeah. bucks? I, yeah, meet you in the middle at fifteen. Okay, hopefully. All right. So if you stack up fifteen thousand instead of paying down debt by fifteen thousand, seven mm-hmm. months from today, mommy and baby come home from the hospital. You write fifteen thousand dollars worth of checks and pay off the fifteen thousand dollars worth of debt that you would have paid off during this seven months otherwise. You follow me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is what did you lose? the interest on that debt during that time. Right. That's all. And what did you gain? Huge pile of money and peace of mind while baby's on the way. Sure. That's why we say to do it. That that's our reasoning. It's that simple. Fair enough. So yeah. All right. So yeah. So it's not like a specific goal. It's just peace of mind and just just in case. Because I'm going to turn around and drain every dime of it, but a thousand as soon as mom and baby come home from the hospital healthy. And at the minimum, you want the out-of-pocket max for your insurance, because you're definitely going to be paying that out over the next eight months. Congratulations, sir. Happy for you. This is The Ramsey Show. I've recommended Simply Safe Home Security for years, and over that time, they've just gotten better and better while remaining an amazing value. Their monitoring costs less than a dollar a day. Plus, unlike traditional home security providers, Simply Safe has no contract and no hidden fees. So don't wait to protect your home. Visit simplysafedirect.com right now and get a special 20% off. Simplysafedirect.com. There is no safe like Simply Safe. George Camel Ramsey personality is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. If you didn't know, money problems are the number one thing that cause divorce in America today. Money problems are the number one stress point of the team that you work with at your workplace. And if it's a if your personal money problems are a stress point, meaning MasterCard is bothering you, you're worried about your car being repoed, you had a big fight with your spouse about money. Uh, that means when you're at work, you're thinking about that stuff instead of work. 
which is a productivity issue. Hello? So lots of great companies around America have decided to address that. Uh, we coined the phrase uh, a decade and a half ago called financial wellness, and now financial wellness is quite the craze in the HR world uh, to help their team get financial wellness. We have a product called Smart Dollar, where companies buy our curriculum to teach their teams how to handle money. They furnish it to them as an HR benefit, and lots of great companies across America have done that. Many, many big ones and many, 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 many small ones. And so we're thankful for that uh, because what happens is when the team goes through this, they're less stressed about money and their productivity goes up. They're concentrating on work at work. One of the great companies that does that is U-Haul. U-Haul, if you didn't know, is a massively large company, a wonderful company. We've done a lot of business with them for a lot of years. And uh, so today we're kind of having a U-Haul day around Ramsey because we've got a lot of the U-Haul team members coming in to do their debt-free scream because they've been teaching Smart Dollar for many, many months now and years for that matter. So uh, over $6.7 million in debt paid and dollars saved within that one company due to the company uh, furnishing this as a benefit to their team, financial wellness with Smart Dollar. On the debt-free stage are Gary and Teresa, uh, good old U-Haul team members. Hey, guys, how are you? Doing great, Dave. How are you? Better than I deserve. Now, where do y'all live? Phoenix, Arizona. So you would be in the home office? Yes, sir. Okay, very cool. Very cool. And uh, which one of you is working for U-Haul? That would be me. That would be you, Gary. How long have you been there? Going on 15 years. Wow. Long time <laughs> team member. Excellent job. Okay, how much debt have you paid off? $37,500. Mm-hmm. And that was uh, a car and a credit card. Very good. How long did that take? About 28 months. Good for you. Okay. What do you do at U-Haul? I'm a business analyst with our U-Box, which mm -hmm. is uh, shipping containers that are dropped at your house. You load them up at your leisure. We pick them up, and then we'll deliver them from point A to point B. We'll store them, whatever you want. Ah, gotcha. Good ad. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sold. <laughs> George, uh, George is ordering one right now, and he's not even moving. I don't even need <laughs> it. Sounds great. Okay, That's fun. Awesome. So, uh, it's cool. Uh, how long have you guys been married? This is our second marriage. We're a blended family. Uh -huh. We're going on 19 years. Wow. And one of the things that we, when we first got married, we wanted to keep open our finances together, and we got introduced to uh, Financial Peace University and then when Smart Dollar came to U-Haul, uh, I just became a champion and a cheerleader for it. Ah, very cool. So, Teresa, the, yes. when this showed up at his work, you already knew about all of it. Right, I knew about it. And I knew what we had done in the past with Financial Peace University as well. So, that was another... So, that's um, why it was only 38000 You'd fallen off the wagon a little and just had a little cleanup to do. Exactly. I, uh, On the advice of counsel, I'd like to plead the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, yes. She counseled you not to put your foot oh, in your mouth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that's what it is. And, you know, we just got back on it. And every company needs to have smart dollar. Uh, it just is phenomenal. The people at U-Haul that have embraced it, you know, now I have somebody came to me the other day and they said, I can breathe now. Mm. It's just absolutely wonderful. And. Teresa, you know, when I was talking with her, she just said, uh, it's so exciting. And the way it's set up, 
it's so easy to follow yeah so Teresa, did you go back through the smart dollar thing after when he started doing it at work um a little bit okay all right cool so y'all worked on it together again but it just brought right. it, it just brought it back to for you guys it was a review yes right more than an introduction okay right oh, yeah cool. very good and very also cool. different partners with it you know trying to go through it before when i was by myself after my first marriage oh you weren't married when you did it before um i was married the first the i mean first you, time you I, two weren't married when we financial peace together okay mm. okay so that yeah that makes a lot of sense then yeah that's yeah, a whole new set of eyes to look at it now yeah absolutely yeah very cool that's amazing i'm curious you know a lot of people say well hey that's that's personal stuff leave that at home you got to be at work but what you're saying is you can't really because when you get to work and you're stressed because your car broke down and you don't have the repairs to make it all you're complaining about in the break room is this car and this money problem and so to show up at work and not have that and everyone's on championing in each other that's an amazing feeling oh absolutely and to piggyback on that now when we have to replace tires or something goes out it's not an emergency it's a inconvenience mm. right there that's huge that's and that makes a big difference that's how it's supposed to work. What do you tell people the key to getting out of debt is? Budgeting. Spend less than what you make, budget. Persevere. Persevere. Mm-hmm. Push on through. Push on through. They're yeah. all connected. Exactly. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well done, you two. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Great work. Very, very cool. So you've seen a difference in some of your coworkers as well then? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Every company should get this smart dollar. It, it just it makes the difference because people see i can do this i can live it and then at the end of the day like george said i'm not thinking about how am i going to pay my minimum payment and i'm going to have to get a cash advance and what am i going to do and then how am i going to go home and face my wife you know i think u-haul has gary in the wrong seat as a business <laughs> analyst he's quite a pitch man i'm impressed he's, yeah, he's, you to sales. he's selling u-haul and he's selling uh, smart he sold me the u-box i mean i'm already. buying everything he's selling i'm just saying this guy's he's got it lined up here way to go man thank you thank you very much we appreciate that and appreciate the endorsement and uh, all kidding aside um we're thrilled with uh, oh, yeah. with being with partnering with you guys you're a great american company and i'm thrilled that on an individual basis that uh you guys are uh, able to win and uh, take this new step in your uh, second marriage here and, and you know have a whole different level of peace and, and unity there that's very cool we're proud for you thank, thank you. you excellent can, can excellent. we make one shout out to you the grandkids you uh, they're the best in the world sorry dave uh, but, <laughs> our uh, grandkids our grandkids charlotte and ensley that's just you know we would have been much nicer to their parents to borrow your line <laughs> you know yeah. but if i'd have known how great grandkids are going to be i'd have been nicer to their parents yeah, oh absolutely right. yeah. yeah we're getting ready to keep uh keep the smallest one over the weekend so um we're bracing ourselves and so is he prayers so. for you <laughs> prayers <laughs> lots of prayers it's gonna be a battle hey uh-huh. it's a battle i will win so way to go <laughs> gary and Teresa and you haul gang excellent excellent job Thirty-eight thousand dollars paid off in 28 months it was a review it was a real uh process to restart and uh, to, to reinvigorate some things in their lives way to go guys count it down let's hear a debt-free scream three Two, one. We're debt free. Yeah! That's how it's done. Well played, well played, well played. The smart dollar team is beaming with pride because they get to see the impact they they're making every day when they get to meet these people. 
Absolutely. It's awesome. Yeah. And, and, you know, U-Haul's got like 40,000 team members. It's a huge Hurts company. my brain. Costco had all of their team go through it as well. So we've had a lot of big companies like those guys, national, you know, American brands that everyone knows and then we've had a lot of companies that you never heard of that are small with mom and pop business 100 team members or 50 team members or 300 team members or a thousand team members they're not all forty thousand, you know and, and so that's uh, it, it's something we don't get to talk about here on the air a lot so i'm glad we're bragging on them today oh yeah and hey nag your hr team and tell them hey i want smart dollar make it happen you can go check them out at ramseysolutions.com slash smart dollar or bypass the hr people and just go to the leaders Ooh, that's a move right there boom power move dave said i could power move this is the ramsey show george camel ramsey personality is my co-host today lisa is in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Hi, Lisa. How are you? Hi, Dave. It's a pleasure to speak with you. You too. How can we help? Um, so I have a pretty complex um, question, and I, I've, I've heard your last um, segment previously about shacking up and sharing finances and things like that. You're not married, so please don't chew me out as a, as a disclaimer. Um, I co-signed um, for my boyfriend for a car. Um he owes about 32000 or I should say we owe about 32000 and he's been behind on the payment. Um, I've been denied for two personal loans um, for the difference of the vehicle um, due to my debt-to-income ratio. So I'm really trying to figure out how to get from under this car um, completely. And uh, is this your ex-boyfriend? No, current. Oh, Okay. Well, it sounds like he can't afford the car. Yeah. It sounds like he couldn't afford it when you guys got the loan, considering he, he needed a cosigner. And he hadn't paid the payments. Yeah. What's the car worth? So wh- why is he not selling the car? He can't afford um, it, and he's doing damage to his girlfriend. There's two reasons to get rid of the car. Yeah, so the the private sale um, based on Kelly Blue Book was nineteen thousand. Trade in value is seventeen thousand. Um, like I said, we owe thirty two thousand. So th- that balance, that difference, there don't have the money saved up for that difference, or I'm not able to get a personal loan um, to even cover that. Um, I went to two credit unions, my personal credit union, and then the credit union that the car is financed through. But they said my debt to income ratio was just too high in order to approve the loan. Uh, the credit union that your car is going through is confused. Uh, you and boyfriend need to go sit down with that credit union and talk to the manager. And here's how it sounds, okay? Mr. Manager, you have a $19,000 car loan and a $13,000 personal loan because you have a $32,000 car loan loan that only has $19,000 worth of collateral. So you're unsecured right now for 13,000. If you have to take the car back and repo it, you're going to be unsecured for even more than that. This is you telling the manager this. You following me? Yes. And so our asking you to allow us to sign a note for the difference the amount that the car won't bring gets the strain off of your bad loan, off of him, my boyfriend, and all you're doing is admitting 
that this loan is only partially collateralized. He already doesn't have a collateralized loan because the car's upside down 13K. You follow me? Yes. Just explain that to him. Sometimes you have to say that out loud because sometimes a credit union manager hasn't thought this through. And if they thought it through, then they would go, oh, I have a much higher likelihood of getting my $13,000 amount that were upside down if I let this guy out of the 19 by selling the car. Because the 13 is not collateralized anyway. Then you, we've reduced your problem to a $13,000 problem. And then you and said boyfriend take six jobs and pay off the 13000 before you pay off anything else and never sign a loan again with someone you're not married to. Okay. See, I didn't yell, did I? I did good. That's very <laughs> kind, calm Dave. Thank you. Thank you. It was almost story time. It was so relaxing. Uh, does that make sense to you, Lisa? You, I mean, that's the only way I know to get you out, other than you guys both go work 60, 80 hours a week and come up with 13K. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll try that. Yeah. He can't keep the car. And, and you guys have not had this discussion, and he's being a little boy and hasn't admitted it yet. He's doing harm to the person he claims to love. You. Yeah. Because he can't pay the bill. We know that because he hasn't been paying the bill. And it's messed up your credit. Am, am I missing something? No, no. What does he uh, make a year? Um, he makes about fifty-five yeah. thousand. Yeah. So the car was a bad purchase anyway. Mm-hmm. Buying buying a thirty-two thousand dollars car when you make fifty-five is not is out of line, even if you pay cash for it. Now, just did you guys put anything down on this, or was this no, 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 nothing down with a cosigner? Rolled negative equity from the deal no. before into it, didn't you? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's why you're in thirteen upside down already. Yeah, that explains it. There's no way you'd be that far in the hole otherwise. Oh, unless it was the world's worst car, but yeah. Um, what kind of car is it? It's a 2021 Honda Elantra. Okay. Nice car. Yeah. Okay. So where's his head on this, Lisa? What's he going to say? Um, so we've actually both been trying to get rid of it. He's on board with getting rid of it. Oh, good. Um, but okay. he's, he, yeah, he's not able to do much. Um, he's relying on me because I have the, the better credit. To yeah, you used to before he came along. Yeah. Well, it hasn't been reported yet, um, but he's been behind, and I'm just afraid that it is going to start being reported, and then it's going to take both of our credit scores. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's going to, for sure. And um, in the meantime, what you've got is a high debt-to-income ratio, which is keeping you from getting the other loans, right? Yes. That's not the damage. It's not damage credit. It's you got other debt. So what do yeah. you make? Um, 60. Okay. She got $105,000 income between the two of you. I think we need to cut down to beans and rice, rice and beans, and take two more extra jobs and sell everything in sight and get these messes cleaned up. If I were in you guys' shoes, that's what I would do. But this is just this horrible experience for you and for him, for that matter, has been y'all's wake-up call. We just made a mistake. And, uh, Lisa, if, if, if you were the only person who ever made a mistake about a car or co-signing for a car in America, we, George and I wouldn't have a job. Thank you so for job it's security. Like the, it's like the largest mistake people make, isn't oh. it, George? Well, I hope listeners are going, oh, that's why I shouldn't co-sign. 
Because a lot of people think I'm doing them a favor, I love this person, and then they get themselves in a pickle and it damages the relationship Yeah, and their own financial world. You know, the worst one is something that's, in this case, Lisa's boyfriend is being fairly mature and is already saying, hey, yeah, we got to, I'm going to help. We got to get rid of this car. How do we do this? He's depending on her to get the money, but, um, but he was before, but he's, at least he's not saying, no, I don't want to sell my car. Thank God. I was afraid he was going to be that guy. Whiny toddler. But yeah. But the, uh, the worst one was like the grandpa co-signs for the 21 year old grandson's pickup truck. Oh gosh. And now they can't find junior. He just took off. Disappeared. And doesn't pay the bill. And grandpa's now on the hook for the whole puppy. Cause they can't even find the truck to repo it. And grandpa was probably broke to begin with and broken hearted cause it's his grandson. You know, this is the stuff we deal with every day around here. And the holidays get real awkward. Yeah. Well, and then awkward for him cause the kid's gone. We can't find him, but oh, you know, gosh. it's just, uh, that, that, you know, but the problem is he'll never come back to his grandpa cause of shame. Mm-hmm. Even if the grandpa forgives him, it doesn't yeah. matter at that point. He, he's, it's a prodigal. It's a, you know, he has to wake up in the pigsty to come home now, but the shame to come back. And so he's lost his relationship with his grandfather. That's sad. That's priceless. That, that's what happens a lot with these things. And so Proverbs seventeen eighteen says, one lacking in sense signs alone for another. The new contemporary English version says, it is stupid to co-sign. I like that version. <laughs> it's pretty plain. I've co-signed before, by the way. Lisa has co-signed before. I got to pay it. One guy co-signed for me when I went into bankruptcy, he got to pay it. And I had to go back and pay him back later. But his wife's still pissed. And the assumption is that, well, I'll never pay. They'll be good. They'll be able to make the payments. I well, just helped him get the loan. Yeah, But of course that's wrong or they wouldn't have required a co-signer. You know, they require a co-signer because we couldn't pay. And the lender why, says, you're going to take the risk, not us. Exactly. That's exactly. it. I was not credit worthy at the time the guy co-signed for me. And guess Ugh. what? It, we proved it. You know, I mean, um, it's just awful. It's a horrible thing. But it's, it's one of those codependent things where we feel like we're doing something nice. And you're doing a nice thing in a wrong way that becomes yep. hurtful rather than a blessing. Mm. That puts us out of the Ramsey Show in the books.